One thing that I hear a lot from the ladies in our community is that they need help with learning how to study God's word for themselves, right? They aren't sure what to do. Uh, They don't have a lot of time. Um, They feel like they're doing it wrong. And so I thought that I would invite you to come study a passage of scripture with me because I want to show you that you don't have to spend like two hours um, in order to get a lot out of a time in scripture. Welcome to Hope for the Ruri Christian Woman. I'm so glad you're here. Have you struggled with feelings of anxiety, panic, fear, and despair because life is just too hard? Are you tired of feeling like you're desperately trying to claw your way out of a pit of hopelessness? Do you want a relationship with God that is deep, real, and intimate? Something to give you the hope that you need to keep trusting God? Well, take a deep breath. I got you. If you're struggling to trust God because life is so stinking hard, if you feel like there's no hope, no way out, and no point in even praying about it anymore, if you are weary from the struggle and trying to do all the things and just want something to go right in your life, or at least for it not to get worse, this is the podcast for you. I want you to know that as long as God is on the throne, it's not time to throw in the towel. There is hope and rest for your weary heart, even when everything in your life is going wrong. How do I know that? Because I found it. Hey there, I'm Latoya Edwards, and I'm no stranger to hard times. But after walking through decades of hard times, I was so weary in my soul, and I felt like I was trapped in a pit of despair. I was frustrated, angry, and hopeless, and I was tired of waiting on God. I was overwhelmed, burnt out, and spiritually exhausted. Turns out, that's exactly where I needed to be to hear from God. During a season of forced rest, I learned more about my identity in Christ and how I was created to connect with Him. And then I was able to start my journey that led from a soul full of despair to being able to say, it is well with my soul. And I even learned how to enjoy life and dream again despite the difficult circumstances of my life. And guess what? You can too. You can find the strength you need to keep going even when things continue to get worse. The peace you need in your mind to stop being overwhelmed with negative thoughts and emotions. You don't have to stay weary. If that sounds like something you need, you're in the right place. I can't wait to help you find renewed faith, a peace-filled mind, and restored hope. Let's get to work. It is 100% possible to spend quality time in God's word in a short amount of time, right? So five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's possible. And I thought that the best way to show you that is to actually study a passage of scripture with you right here on the podcast. So I have kind of a three-step process method that I like to use um, for passages of scripture, especially when I'm really short on time. And it is read, pray, and consider. Okay. So it's going to give me time in God's word by reading it. Um, I'm going to have some time to kind of think through it and meditate on it. Um, And I'm going to pray some scripture at the same time. So those three steps, read, pray, and consider what we're going to do today. And the passage that we're going to do is the parable of the lost sheep. And so we are going to go to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to read verses four, or I'm sorry, 10 to 14. Um, together um, as we study. So come join me. What do you think if any man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray? Does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go and search for that one that is straying? If it turns out that he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99, which have not gone astray. So it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones perish. And so that was step one, right, was to read. 
And so now we want to take some time and just think through like some observations in the text. Like, what are we learning? What are we seeing? What's standing out to us? Is there something we learned about God? Is there something that we learned about ourselves? Is there something um, that we can apply to our lives? So looking at this text, one thing, one observation that I make when I'm reading this um, is that I know from previous study that this parable of the lost sheep is actually like in a group, right? We get the parable of the woman with the lost coin. We get the parable of the lost sheep. And we also um, get the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. And so these three parables together are giving like an overall message. And they are in response to this question that the Pharisees ask, I'm not sorry, not the Pharisees, that the disciples asked Jesus, right? They want to know who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And so Jesus is telling this story, right, to them to answer their questions, right? Because they want to know who's going to be, you know, top dog when we get to heaven. And so Jesus is like, listen, let me give you these stories to teach you a lesson, right? And what I find in here is that what we learn about God, at least what I've learned about God is how much he values each individual person. And more than that, how much he values the people that are lost, right? The fact that as a good shepherd, he's going to leave 99 sheep and go search for the one that is straying really speaks to his love, to his compassion. um, And like, he's a good shepherd. He's a good father. That's what I'm seeing inside this passage. Um, just the importance, like every single sheep matters. Every single sheep is important, right? Even the one that leaves so important that he's going to leave those 99 and go all the way up in the mountains and search until he finds the one that is missing. And I think, man, like I need to keep that in mind, right? When I see somebody that's gone astray, if I go astray, the fact that, listen, like God is going to come and get that person. Like he wants to go and rescue that person. He wants to, uh, you know, reconcile with that person and redeem that person and bring them back into a relationship with himself. And so I need to have compassion on people that go astray or people that don't believe. I need to understand that they are super, super important to Jesus. And I need to make sure that I am doing my part to go after that one that's gone astray. So those are the kind of the observations that I find. Those are the things that jump out at me. Um, And the thing that really stands out to me is in verse 13, you know, where he says he rejoices more over the lost one that comes back than the 99 that never stray. And that is really humbling for me, right? Because, you know, it can be really tempting to look at somebody that's gone astray and think, huh, well, at least I'm not that bad. But like, God's like, no, 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 no. Like, I am like, I'm happy that you have stayed and that you're here. But I'm so much more excited and I'm so much more rejoicing over that one that left and now they've come back, right? And we see that. We see that in each parable of this, right? And the lady with the coin, like when she finds that coin, she is over the moon. When the prodigal son returns, his father is so happy to see him that he takes off running before the dude even gets to the door. And he doesn't talk about the past. He doesn't talk about his mistake. He doesn't belittle him. He embraces him and welcomes him back home with a celebration. So those are just some of the observations that I made from reading that, okay? And that didn't really take, that was a couple minutes, right? And so now 
I want to really sit down and like pray about what I've learned, right? I've read it. I've considered kind of what's going on. You know, what questions do I have? Um, And so now it's time to pray. And so Lord, I am just so grateful that you are patient in answering our sometimes seemingly silly questions, right? The disciples are all caught up in like, who's going to be the main person when they get to heaven? And you are just so gracious in your response, right? And teaching and letting them know and me know that like, that's the wrong attitude to have, that it's not about who gets to be top in heaven, that it is about going after the lost souls and bringing them back into a right relationship with you, that that is what really matters. That is the kingdom work. That is our mission. That is what we should be seeking and partnering in, doing and rejoicing over. We should be over the moon when somebody makes the choice to make you their Lord and Savior. We should be over the moon when our lost brother or sister in Christ comes back home and says, like, I'm so sorry, I repent. Like, I want to be, you know, I want to be redeemed. I want to be made whole again. We should rejoice in those things. Um, And so often, Lord, we judge and we hold grudges. We are that older brother in the parable of the prodigal son, God. So I just want to ask that you help us. Help us to see these lost sheep the same way that you do. Give us your heart and your love and compassion and your empathy for them. Help us to do our part, Lord, to continue to spread the gospel, to continue to make disciples, and to remember that we are all valuable in your eyes. And Lord, to hold on to this principle that it's not your will that anybody be lost. It's not your will that anybody should perish, Lord. And we need to keep that in mind. Um, make us more bold in our witness. Make us more eager and, and consistent in our evangelism efforts, God, because you want no one to perish. And that's why you give us the task of telling the truth of the gospel, of pointing people to you, God, because every soul matters. Help us to have the same mindset and the same heart about those lost sheep, God, as you do. Um, And all these things we ask in your name. Amen. And so there we go. We have studied an entire passage of scripture. Like we've been in the word, we've meditated and thought about it, and we have spent time in prayer and that's less than 10 minutes. So if you ever wondered if you could actually spend good time digging into the word of God in 10 minutes or less, now you know that you can. And I want to invite you to take those steps of reading, of considering and praying and take those into your own quiet time and see if that helps you be more consistent and grow in your faith. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's episode. I pray it inspires you to draw closer to God. If so, would you stop and share this episode with someone that you know that's feeling weary right now? It would also be a huge blessing to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review in your podcast player. This will help women just like you find the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, sometimes life just plain sucks, but God is always there with you. Rest in that truth and find hope for your weary soul.